This week on the Koshcast, Arsenal beat Chelsea as Sarri and Bellerin both go out on a limb. At Anfield, if only Spironi had known it wasn't goalbound, he might have left it alone. He's now probably quite lonely. Solskjaer shines brighter than a convenience store sign as he makes it 7 out of 7 and finds a settled 11. And Fulham have a draw snatched out of their hands in the blink of an eye as Winks steals the points for Spurs. Elsewhere, we've got some news from La Liga, the latest transfer madness, and all your favourite features. Send it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Roche is here. My name is Roche. It is. That's why I said it. Mohaned is here. Hello. Your name is Mohaned. Yes, it How was. It was Mohaned. What is it now? Mohaned. It still is. It was, it is. And uh, it that's actually be. a good point. It was and is. The that's only time true. it ever changed was when, years ago, in a different life, when you were on dating apps. Yes. And you had and to it, avoid it, racial bias. Mo Shizzle. Oh, dear. Mo for show. <laughs> it was just Mo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mo yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Works, though. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. One, which one got you the most I'll hits? never forget. Oh, the most hits was <laughs> when I, I broke the code and I thought, you know what? Country seems to be doing the thing here. So I went with Mo, I wore a plaid shirt and stood next to a random F-150 on the road to take a photo. <laughs> and boy, you should have seen the hits come in from Northern Ontario. Oh, oh yeah, but I killed it. What was the range sure on there, that? But Northern Ontario is far away. Yeah, the highest range on, the, on whatever app it was. Mine is just dating in Tilsonburg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, enough about your love life. I've actually been to Tilsonburg. For work, no? Yeah, solar panel stuff, four hours out. Oh, God. <laughs> I was, I mean, how's the swiping out there? Yeah, you might as well have come back <laughs> or something. <laughs> they have their own airport. That's how far they are. What? Yeah, they have an old... Who's visiting? Mini airport for, like, private planes and stuff, because it's so far. Wow. wow. Anyways. There's rich people trying to escape the yeah. rest of the world. Exactly. Right, right, right. Um, anyway, Premier League. Arsenal yep. 2, Chelsea 0. Delightful little result, if you're of the Arsenal persuasion. Uh, not one I necessarily saw coming, but um, what did you think of this? It was definitely a game where this was well needed uh, for Arsenal because this was kind of the fork in the road of do we still have a chance of making top four or are we completely out of it? And had Chelsea beaten us at home, I think chances are very slim that we would have still made it into that top four. Um, I have to say, Emery came out before the game and said, if we lose... We're out of the top. Yeah. Like we can't make it. And I, to be honest, thought that was somewhat irresponsible. The pressure. Yeah, well, A, the pressure, but B, like, it's just not true. Like, there's a long way to go. Chelsea yeah, aren't particularly right. consistent. Not, yeah. a, not a very timely statement, I no. get that. But sometimes um, you can say he's just trying to motivate his players, like, and show them kind of the importance of the game. But yeah, he could take it either way, but... Yeah. I mean... Uh, I guess it depends on how they react, and they reacted well. That's true. And fair. Arsenal... As well, I mean, taking this game into account against the big teams at home has been very impressive. 1-1 versus Liverpool in a game that was one of Arsenal's best games, even though it was a draw. Could have even come away with the win. The demolition of Tottenham at home, now (laughs) Chelsea. Um, It hasn't been all bad um, against the big teams. I know, obviously, the Chelsea Chelsea draw beginning of the season, a City loss, and then a 1-1 to United, if I'm not mistaken. So, the big results have seen slight improvement than in previous seasons. Yeah, I have to say, uh, you know, the Arsenal-Chelsea game at the start of the season, where Arsenal went two goals down in no time, uh, and they picked themselves up to go into halftime 2-2, I think they were hard done by a 3-2 narrow loss at the mm. time. 
And I'm not surprised to see that they've come back and beaten that same Chelsea team, the Mauricio Sarri team. Because I think, you know, Arsenal going into this game were running out of a bit of steam because they had a, a big streak where they won 22 games in a row. Yeah. Um, Chelsea were also looking good. And now they've also kind of kind of taken their foot off the gas a little bit. So this was, a, in some ways, a battle of two teams who had taken their foot off the gas. And Arsenal were sharper on the day. I think sure. Chelsea are just kind of waiting for that Iguain transfer to come through. Yeah, they, I mean, it, it's not a secret. They've been clearly lacking a focal point up front. I, Giroud must want to leave I mean they they don't have a striker they're getting rid of Morata and he still can't get games I mean right. I can't think he came on for 20 minutes here um, so inevitably I think he'll end up at West Ham but there is a <laughs> lot of tactical stuff going on in this game for a start we've seen I think since Spurs beat them and Deli Ali just stood all over Jorginho for an hour and a right. half Everyone has done that to Chelsea, yeah. and it's working quite and well. And Ramsey did it this and game. Ramsey did it this game. Arsenal, actually, Emery, for the first time, played 4-3-1-2. Right. Ramsey in the, as the 10, the three midfielders holding, and then the two strikers up front. And we've been calling for him to do something like this, and definitely to go back to a back four for quite a long time, because Arsenal have looked terrible with a back five. And it's no surprise to me that Emery looked at the previous games against Chelsea, that other clubs have, have pulled off tactical victories, and replicated it. Well, the thing is also kind of similar to your point is that this is the first time Emery actually had his full strength starting 11 in a long time. Also, <coughs> sorry. You right? Yeah, oh. I just say Ozil. Are you sure it was a full strength starting 11? <laughs> yeah. So Ozil was out because we, we all know the history and we're not going to get into that. But he had his starting 11. He, for, for the first time, had his starting back line uh, in Bellerin, uh, Kolasinac, uh, Koscielny, and Socrates. Socrates. I think... On paper, at the beginning of the season, that would have been everyone's starting lineup. Maybe Monreal, but other than that, it's pretty much solid. The center three midfielders are all available this game in Shaka Torreira and um, Guendouzi. And then you had Ramsey, Lacazette, and Aubameyang. So yeah. he couldn't have asked for a, a better starting eleven. So I think he, we did wobble, like Roche said. But also, people forget that we, you know, we had Lichtsteiner playing center-back. We had Mustafi in there. We had Maitland-Nas playing at right wing-back. So... Emery's first six months, it's not, you know, you don't want to also judge him under these conditions because they are slightly unfair. And the minute he gets his squad back against a good team in Chelsea, he's shown that he can, you know, provide. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, that said, he gets everyone back and then Bellerin out for the season. And that is, I, we've spent the last <laughs> two, three years wondering what the hell happened to Hector Bellerin. And it's clear that under Arsene Wenger, young players weren't progressing. He's been very good this season. Very. He made a lot of difference to Arsenal yesterday, and they're going to miss him a lot now. Yeah, the 60 minutes he played yesterday were so impressive. It's reminded you of what we've been missing um, all season. Well, not all season, but most of the season without Bellerin. And he was so good down the right-hand side. And he's just improved under pressure and possession every time Socrates or Leno gave him the ball. I always think, oh, he's stuck. But he always seems to now, his decision-making is often better than not and it's just been there's a there's a few passes down he the way to the pass down the line now to like our, our on running like a zet or or an obamian is just so spot on that it helps our attack so much yeah i think a lot more tactical guidance given by emory has helped this game he's responded well um, so it's a shame to see him out but then it raises the question of arsenal squad depth you know with the january window <laughs> winding down soon does this make them you know make a re knee-jerk reaction obviously with ramsey going to juventus right um, well, they're talking about loans, think? right? They're talking about loaning a lot of players. I mean, this would be a perfect opportunity to loan a right back because I don't want to. I don't want to see Lutzsteiner or Maitland Niles or Jenkinson play for the rest of the season because Bellerin is out all season now. I I don't think though that you're gonna. For a start, as you've just said, those are three <clears throat> players they already have in that position. Right. 
And I don't. Who are you going to find on loan in January that's really much better than them? Like that's a really hard ask. Klein would have been one. Yeah. Why, again, I'm really. We'll get onto Liverpool, but I don't understand why throw, they let him go out. Throw thirty million on like a one Bissaka. Well, Derby County just got actually cold, <laughs> but he's on the other side. Isn't <laughs> yeah. It? yeah, thirty-eight year old. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit. We will. But uh, Rishi, let's talk about Chelsea for a minute because you like Sorry. I think we all like Sorry and what he tries to yeah. do, but Bernie, who we're missing today, he's in New Orleans. Lucky man. Lucky, yeah. lucky man. That's, um, yeah has been critical in the last few weeks saying that Sarri is too stubborn, he doesn't change the system, he won't change the personnel. Um, Which echoes a lot of Chelsea fans' point of view. Yeah, Chelsea fans are getting a bit annoyed by it. How do you feel? Uh, Yeah, there is some substance to that. I think Chelsea also started the season well. Jorginho had made the most passes. I think he had some really good stats. He came into the team, he fit well into the system. Um, They've slowed down recently because teams have tactically... You know, they, they see, okay, Chelsea are going to bring plan A to the table and we're going to we're gonna bring a counteract to, to right. plan A. And it's worked. Um, so, yeah, the criticism is fair. Um, so but the lack also, of plan B really seems it, it, to be it's an a issue. It's a combination of a lack of plan B and maybe also, I think, in their favor, it's a, it's a, a disadvantageous plan A to play without an effective striker. Right. Hazard false nine doesn't seem to be... Yeah. I mean, against the smaller teams when you can batter them slightly, fine. But then against, I think, the better teams, it just doesn't yeah. seem to work... Absolutely, and they, I mean, even Man United under Mourinho in their crappy patch of games, they came to Stanford Bridge and practically right. won that game 2-1 mm-hmm. uh, if it wasn't for David Luiz launching himself in the 96th minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Chelsea have not had a good time against the big teams, to be fair. Um, are we done with Chelsea? Because I really want to move back to like, that's goal. Just one thing. Okay. Well, a couple of things. One is like, even on, on their unbeaten run, they played Morata. And he was shit. But it... Focal still point. worked because mm-hmm. there was someone there and it allowed Hazard to do what he likes to do and what have you. So to me, it's very weird that they've abandoned the striker altogether. Yeah. Um, three, points o- three points away from the top five, four now, Chelsea? Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Thing, the yeah. thing is with Hazard is he, he's more dangerous when he's coming at you from yes. deep. Exactly. Which he realizes. So when he plays as a false nine, he does come deep to try and do the same thing he does from the left. But then that leaves a, a huge space where at some points during this game, the Arsenal centre-backs were just standing around with no one to mark. Exactly. There was lit- and then, you know, Alonso would get the ball on the left, who's one of their most dangerous, if not their most dangerous outlet, now that Hazard isn't on that left side. And he looks up and he never crosses the ball, because who are you going to cross to, a Pedro? Yeah. Like, it's just not going to yeah. work. So you have to, even if Morata is missing open goals, he, he seemed to be okay in terms of that focal point to just that bouncing board. Even we saw Giroud, when he had a good patch for a couple of games, he wasn't scoring any goals, but every time he got the ball, he just released it to Hazard in a dangerous position. And yeah, Hazard, false nine. He doesn't enjoy it. It doesn't seem to be working. Sorry, is kind of trying to put the blame on his players, saying there. This was this was this was a harsh statement. You know, managers could come out and yell and scream, but Sorry said it very calmly. But I think it's one of the kind of the biggest digs at at a, at a team you can say when you say this group of players are hard to motivate. That is. That's attacking their professionalism. It's it's a risky statement to make, especially this early A in the season and B in his tenure at Chelsea. That said, I don't think there's much to argue with. Chelsea tend to win the league and take a year off. Win the league and take a year off. They are difficult to motivate. That's why they get through so many managers. The thing is, this is supposed to be the year that they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they were. They were to start. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. They started well. But I still think that that statement, it, it doesn't fly in today's game. I don't think you can openly criticize your team. We saw that with Mourinho. But, but it sheds lights on what Mourinho was trying to tell us about this group of players, that they failed him. And Hazard 
pretty much came out and said afterwards, like, yes, we came back from that title win and we asked for more holidays and we weren't as professional. Conte said the same thing at the end of his tenure and now started saying the same thing six months in. So surely these are three world, world-class managers. They're not all just yeah. making up some scenario and we have to now start backing these Chelsea managers over the players. The problem is the players do deliver a trophy every second season. <laughs> right, they still so, do better than most clubs. True, yeah. but I still think, I still think, you know, the, the Sarri situation, what he said, if you think back at where, when Conte won the league, is was against, after the defeat to Arsenal, yep. and he moved to a back three or whatever it yep. was. You know, history might be repeating itself where against Arsenal again, with his comments, this could be a turning point where, yeah, they're not going to win yeah. the league, but as in, this could be a turning point for the season. It, it might be, although the only difference is that whereas Conte was fully prepared to switch the system, sorry doesn't even seem to... So, like, to me, and I, shoot me down if, if you think this is stupid, but look, he's playing 4-3-3, Jorginho's holding, they can't get the ball to him like they could in the first because 10, people know. 10 games, because yeah. people know. So, to me, like, the most obvious solution would be to play 4-2-3-1, Stick Kante right next to him and do the like the um, Mascherano Jabi Alonso thing. Yep. If, you, if you can't get it to Jorginho, you give it to Kante. They switch the press, then you give it to Jorginho. It's yep. like just add a step into your right. system and right. you can free up the guy you right. want to free up. Absolutely. It's um, not difficult to shoot that down. I mean, I agree partially. I think Kante should go back to that holding uh, role where he was best, well, He's the best in the world. Yeah. I mean, he technically, he literally he was the best in the world for a couple of seasons and then he just took him completely out of that position. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's go back to the game because I really, really want to highlight like I said, goal. It's not going to get as much um, credit as it as it requires. It's not going to get replayed and turned well, into you, gifs. You do it justice. Then, I'm well. just saying, you you know, go back and watch the goal. Three perfect touches before an absolutely astonishing finish, and he has that in his locker. The first touch. You know, a bad cross from Bellerin, but he found it kind of in his body. It was a bad cross. It was. Come and on, he's injured. Give him some sympathy. <laughs> he he killed it with his first touch with the right foot. And then instead of going down under the pressure, his next two touches with his left foot were phenomenal. Literally world-class touches with the left foot. Small, you know, not more than a yard away from him, but they were so crucial. And then to dig the ball up from underneath you with no back lift, yep. that kind yep. of Aguero yeah. finish that we see, I, I, I think this goal is, is phenomenal. I was going to come in and mention the Aguero finish. You know, as a reborn striker in our indoor co-ed league, <laughs> um, I do appreciate a good touch and a finish. But, yes, you brought up a good point. Aguero has that finish in his locker where yeah. he, at a, from a tight angle, he shoots it up into the roof of the net. Mm-hmm. And this is an identical yeah. finish from Lacazette. So that's a good call he should work on that because yeah. because a lot of times strikers get those touches Finding in the box mm-hmm. from those difficult angles and to have that in your locker puts you <coughs> different than anyone else right. it's true but also growing up you're taught go across the keeper because even if you don't score he saves it and knocks it back out blah 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 so it's kind of a, a counterintuitive thing but he does it very and keepers, very well you know they all say keepers shouldn't get beaten at their, at their near post but with this kind of power you can't yeah. do Aguero's goal versus De Liverpool De Gea is getting beaten De Gea is one of the best keepers yeah. in the world he gets beaten because you don't expect it to Absolutely. go where it is it's, it's a low percentage play but so. if you are hitting it properly if you yeah. practice that finish if, it, if your foot is shaped accordingly then you're going to win that True. battle the, the other amazing thing about that goal was Torreira had to jump over the ball <laughs> And he does a little bunny hop. It's yeah. very cute. Yeah. It's very cute. Because um, he scored the second goal from a brilliant crossing from uh, his centre-back partner in Socrates. Because again, let's not forget, been out of the game, missed the World Cup. This was a really emotional... You could see how much it meant to him because a lot of people are writing him off saying we're never going to see the old Koscielny again. And you know what? You might be right. This might be a, more of a company situation where you know he is injured or Ledley King or something where he, you know, he can't play 38 games a season in the league anymore. But he still could have these performances in him. And he had an absolutely phenomenal game defensively 
And he contributed on the other end. He really put the team on his shoulder, uh, I think, <laughs> there. Um, it, was a, it was a lovely finish. Um, he also, um, he looks better this season. He's grown his hair out, and I think it suits him. <laughs> he okay. looks better physically. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Aesthetically. How, how long has he been at Arsenal now? I think uh, since 2010. A long time. Yeah, Something seven, like eight years. Yeah, He's been loyal to us. He, we, we plucked him nine from... Nine years. The, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, nine years. Plucked him from the second division. Same club as Gunduzi, Lorient. Yeah, he could have left to Bayern a few times. He could have left to a lot of clubs. But Let's be honest, should have. Should have, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, he stuck with it. His place in the French squad wasn't being under pressure, so there was no really, really reason from that side for him to leave. And, you know, he's a great servant of the club. He's club captain. I, I love him. I absolutely love Kasselny. Yep. Um, before we move on, isn't it funny how things can change from one week to the other? You know, like... Emery was under so much pressure. Mislintat is leaving. There was all this talk and etc. etc. Ozil this and Ozil that. And then all of a sudden now it's all rosy again. And Emery's fantastic and everything's great. And now Sarri's the one under pressure. Like it's like week in, week out. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you don't read any news and you just make your own judgment. This is why, this Almost is why, as yeah. if everyone overreacts to, yeah, everything. to everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's next, Alex? What do you want to talk about? One, You know when this fixture comes out. Doesn't matter who the manager is, doesn't matter if the teams have good players or not, Liverpool Crystal Palace is always a banger. And this did not fail to deliver. 4-3 to Liverpool. I mean, it was only, what, 1-0 at half-time to Palace. And let me tell you, that finish from Townsend is really difficult. But he has that. Townsend doesn't score regular goals. No. He just scores unbelievable <laughs> finishes. Yeah. 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 And... Um, this could have been a Cristambul 2.0. This could have lit- like Crystal Palace could have literally lost in the league two twice yeah. in like five years or whatever I, it is. I, I do believe that Liverpool. I mean, they, they they played well and they were determined to get the win over here. But I think there was an element of luck. Oh, sure, sure. You can call it that fortune favors the brave. But Crystal Palace coming away from this go- game with three goals at Anfield to Liverpool. That's a big deal because Liverpool have only conceded now 13 goals total this season. So that was like 30% of the goals they've conceded <laughs> yeah. came in this game against Crystal Palace. Good and, point. And they should have actually won we're this not, game. We're not used to Liverpool conceding this much, if at all. I mean, they have the most clean sheets in the league, etc., etc., and they've been phenomenal defensively. You know, I'm not sure exactly what went wrong this game. Well, I mean, yeah, it's easier to say what, what went wrong for well, Palace. Palace are dangerous. Which is... Which is Junior Spironi. That was weird. That was Who, bad. That was he, horrible. Okay, so at 39 years old and something however many days, he's the oldest appearance in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. And this is why that was a bad right. idea. Like, he was absolutely horrendous for three goals. Especially the, the uh, well, the Milner slash Salah goal towards the end. Yeah. Where Milner yeah. crossed it in. It wasn't dangerous. He could have just palmed it down or left it alone. It, and that was at 2-2, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Keep in mind also, Milner did get a red card for yes. Liverpool, so they did play... Ten men. Uh, fun fact: He was sent off by his PE teacher. Is that referee is his yeah. PE teacher. Yeah. Was his PE well, teacher? No, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can add to that fun fact: The yeah. last time he got sent off in the Premier League was also for fouling Zaha. Ah, <laughs> Same nice. player. Yeah. Um, but the thing I, I want to also highlight: Salah's first goal. That is not as easy as he made it look. When the ball was kind of coming down with snow uh, on it, yeah. And then he had to time it perfectly. He did. But even then, Spironi was a joke sure. in that situation. Sure. But Salah still put it where he had to put it. And I sure. think it's very easy to mistime yes. that finish. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Liverpool grind another win out to kind of keep their position at the top of the table. Liverpool keep playing the past couple of weeks before City. So they do keep putting the pressure on City. Um, City had, you know, unfortunately for Liverpool, they had just Huddersfield at home. So, yeah. you know, they were never going to lose that. Uh, I think Sterling, Sané... It was a way to Huddersfield. 
Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. We'll bang them, though, 3-0. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a sec. Well, we can... Huddersfield without a manager as well. Well, now they have one, but they didn't on the weekend. The the new manager effect not working for them. I've got a moment for you when we get to it. Yeah? But actually, that's a good point you raised about how Liverpool have been playing before City. You just get the feeling that if Liverpool were to drop two points... Or maybe three. It's done. City are going to win their next game 9-0. Well, City are four points back. So yeah. it's going to need to be two results. If but, I, but it's going to wobble. Like, City are point behind Liverpool. Liverpool, I don't know. People. They got to play the big six teams all over again. People still have that Liverpool thing that, you know, joke or not joke, if anyone's going to mess it up, it's Liverpool. Like, if City were in this position, a lot of people would say the league is pretty much... You know, wrapped up, yeah. whatever. When when they were what eight points or yeah. whatever they were with Liverpool, you still like I need to get to May to make sure that they're gonna win this league. Sometimes yeah. that's not enough either. <laughs> I, I just think, and like you can't rule out a wobble. Obviously, never rule out a wobble. There, there's but, there's but, always a wobble. But they've gone through periods already this season where you would kind of have expected it to come, and they've got through everything. They they're down to bare bones at the moment. Like they they don't Alex, have they a defense. Were, well, they they got players coming back, but when they like five points ahead with like three games to go, like that Steven oh, Gerrard, sure, anything yeah. is possible. Of course, anything's possible. Yeah. I'm just saying they've already got through some tests that you would have sure. expected. I would love. I I obviously appreciate this. I mean, Rache, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place, like it's City and Liverpool. <laughs> like you really, you know, it's a coin toss at this point. But for yeah. me, I would like to see Liverpool win the league. One because I think they're doing it the right way. I would like to see Klopp win something, and I and obviously the Salah connection. I, I, and I'm, I'm I'm bored of City. Kind I, of. I I think it's mostly the Salah connection from Han. I don't know. I honestly and maybe he's a likable player. I like Salah too. Yeah. I I find it very difficult with this because like Liverpool fans. Yeah. No offense. Intolerable. The ones that we know personally, lovely. Yeah. Online, unbelievably irritating. That said, all football fans are irritating. And City have but no fans online. That's <laughs> <so laughs> great. So they have no fans, so it's like easier to to stomach a, yeah. a City victory. That said. Compared to City, they have done it the right way. It's funny when the right way is like spending four hundred billion in the last few right. years. But compared to City, with like all the money in the world, Qatar, Dodging human all rights, that, yeah. all this shit, you know, it is. It, it's the more. Can, it's the moral is, victory. Can you make the argument that they've spent similarly large sums of money over the last ten like years? They've spent a so? lot in the last. Liverpool's five. net hasn't been bad though. Like also, because oh, they sold, they sold yeah, Coutinho, Coutinho for like one hundred twenty-five. Suarez. I also feel like Liverpool have made less mistakes in their bias. Oh, 100%. Like, City have kind of gone again that. and again and again and again. And since, they've made many since, mistakes. Since Rodgers. Liverpool yes, were horrendous yeah. in the transfer market. I mean, market. Klopp, yeah. After that, yes, yeah, since Klopp has come in, they've, they've bought yes. very, very well. For some reason, I would like to see Liverpool win the league and City win the Champions League. That's kind of just... That's what I would pick. I would, not the other way around. That's fair. very, very yeah. surprising to see this. Um, one more game before we do... Frodo, let's talk about Spurs. Sure. Uh, London Derby, a way to Fulham. This one was particularly annoying. <laughs> Fulham were doing fantastic. Tell us how you really feel. Harry Kane was injured. This is um, the best Fulham played all season. Best Fulham much. played all season. Llorente scored an own goal. It was going smooth, swimmingly. Callum Chambers bossing it in central midfield was surreal. Killed it. And then... Ericsson with a beautiful... Oh, man. The guy is just gold. Yep. Beautiful cross to Dele Alli, who finds himself in those kind of Lampard-esque late runs into the box. He likes... To, he has a goal in him. Um, and then everything was going fine. You know, Fulham, yeah, whatever. They were going to just grind out this 1-1. And then you let Harry Winks, the smallest dude in the Premier League after freaking Ryan Fraser yeah. or whatever, <laughs> score a header. 
Insane. Call him what you want. Harry Winks is a phenomenal little pocket rocket. And I says, I've liked this guy. Like he played well last week against United. I think they were a bit hard done not to get a result there. Harry Winks is a quality player. Come on, give it to him. He scored a goal. And I, Fulham, to be honest, cannot defend an area. Yeah, but ball. this is how he I said this down. after game week so, one. So, like, I, I completely agree that Harry Winks is an excellent player. That said, you don't want to be conceding a header to him in the last minute. Yeah. Um, after the game, um, he said that like. People, I've been told by the coaches that I need to score goals and like get into the box and actually do something more than like yeah. pass it around. Um, so, so you know, Lamella was well to be there. Lamella was bad. Urente had the worst striking performance I've seen from. He missed uh, like open. Only Morato has been worse this season than Urente's performance. That said, this is his first start in the Premier League in like a year. He just doesn't play. And so, as a striker, it's very difficult without any kind of rhythm whatsoever. Right. So, I feel like either they play him in this stretch every Premier League game to get him into some rhythm or they forget about it entirely because like he was bad man alright hmm. right, well speaking of bad let's do Frodo Goat bad that's greatness that's a goat that's a guy you respect Frod <laughs> Paolo Dybala I'm not sure he's been around long enough but we're going to give this a go Frodo well, Goat well that's my problem I think he's been around long enough to stamp his authority on the game. And he hasn't. He just hasn't. Look, he's young. How old is he? G- g- scroll up. I think he's like 24, 25. Okay, 24, 25. I can't be... believe you said scroll up. I you really let people in on, on the act. You should be established. Yeah, he's 25. Okay, 25. I'm sorry, you're not young anymore. This is not Lingard territory. 25, you should be established. Okay, I will argue that he was established. Yeah. Because last season, Juventus, 26 goals in 46 games. Great. One in two. He's, he's done it. He's okay. established. And then they buy Ronaldo did and he you, gets relegated. Did you know he was 1-2 and two before checking? No. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So what? So what? Game That's my point. My point is not his performance. My point is that you did not know that about him. He hasn't stamped his authority on the world kind I of knew. vision. I like, knew that about him. No, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Roche knew. When you talk Dybala, you go, oh, I'm not sure. Let me check. But it's not like clear. It's not like, yes, so definitely. So basically, you're criticizing his like marketing and branding department. No, I'm I, criticizing... I, I think, okay, so Mohana thinks he's a fraud. Alex thinks he's a goat. And I'm the swing voter over here. But my case is that you know, Dybala, before Ronaldo came and ruined his party, was scoring the match-winning goals for Juventus week in and week out. Yep. That being said... Playing for Juventus as a discount factor, I mean. <laughs> Sammy Kadira goes there and scores Give game winners as well. Give me Dybala moments. Go. Uh, free kick winners to win the games. No, no, no. Give me add Dybala moment. I, Let's I go. can't tell you the oh, games. There we go. But I can't tell you the games Sorry. that Messi have won. Like, really? I, like, I just can't you do can't that go off the top of Champions my head. Champions League final goal, but, this goal. But, but I will tell you that it's more than once. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> a lot of times. Look, look, he scored 26 goals last season. But, but, a lot of them important ones. But, oh, great. Yeah, let's just... Throw that out there, assuming if that's true. It is true. You can't. You can't point one out. So what else? There's so many. Oh, really? So we're gonna call. So, hang on. So Dybala is not a good because my memory is shit. Okay. So we watch enough football, follow way more than enough football to be judges on this. Now that you cannot remember one Dybala moment as we sit here, and we're gonna call him a goat. I can remember the goal. Like I can see the goal in my Let's head. Go. I can't yeah. remember who it's against. So, so many, so it. many so free kicks. So many free kicks. Oh, great. Well done. Fantastic. There's the one where he's, got, oh, he's got it on the right, he's dribbling through like three uh, people it, on the left uh, and put yeah. it in the corner. Against Genoa. What's your problem? Okay, point is, I'm sure people will agree, he is not memorable, he hasn't stamped his authority on the game, he is not worldwide. Like, he's not, the kids aren't running around going, oh my god, Dybala. He's they 25. probably are in Argentina and Italy. Yeah, yeah, that's Argentina, that just comes with the territory. Oh. He should be at a different level with the talent that he has. And he just hasn't made that step up for me, that's all. 
He made the step up already. No. He made the step up no. and then they bought Ronaldo. No. What do you yeah. mean no? He, he did he, it. He delivered. A, he hasn't right. left us with memorable moments to fantasize over Dybala. He hasn't. I'll make sure to other send young you more players of those have. Dembele has more moments than him. Mbappe has way more moments Which than him. Which Dembele? Uh, <laughs> what? All these this is people, all recent weeks. The all, only memorable moment that guy had listen, was missing training. Dybala, <laughs> Dybala had not stepped up for Argentina. No one steps Ever. up for Argentina. Oh, yeah, the point. Yeah, Why right. can't he? Messi can't that's, not, that's not how you... That's he, not wasn't, how you he wasn't even picked for a start. Listen. Oh, well, that's even worse. Point is... <laughs> no, it's not. You that, cannot, that was a fraud. That was cannot, a fraudulent choice. You cannot call someone a, a, a GOAT when you can't even remember moments that he had as a GOAT. Where are these moments? We're just going to make it up. Oh, I'm sure some of them were important. Oh. No, they were part of the title winning there campaign. A lot of All right. So you guys are still holding on to the goat thing, even yeah. after everything I said. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. So two goats, one fraud. What do our Twitter followers think? Please tweet us at under underscore the cost. And never Google two goats, one fraud. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> so uh, continuing with the Premier League, we we did mention quickly that City did beat Huddersfield 3-0 to keep the pressure on Liverpool at the top, four points apart. Um, this was a very, very routine um, win for City. Started off with a very fortuitous um, deflection by Danilo, who's been getting a lot of game time recently. Um, a lot of game time. Um, and then Sterling did his thing and Sané took off at the end of the game. And I think the big thing about Sané is that people are talking about how um, um, Pep is really challenging him this season. To just try and bring the best out of him because he sure. did start really slow. And he is keeping Mahrez out of the team. Um, and he's, you know, he's doing quite well. And, um, you know, this was a very, very routine 3 0 to City. Yeah, I, I think before this game going in, you know, they had the pundit weekend predictions. City were tipped to win 4 0, and they only won 3 0. What a so disaster. Yeah, Pep must be having nightmares. Absolutely. He probably is. Um, but the best part about this week was Pep didn't know who Stan Collymore was, and I found that to be exceptional. That is. Both exceptional and completely justifiable. <laughs> he has no reason to know. I've, I've watched that clip. Like, <laughs> I, guys, I will not lie. Guys, upwards of 150 times. Really? Every emotion on mm. his face. The first time... What emotions? He has none. No, no, the first time the guy says Stan Collymore in the Spanish, like his eyebrows go all weird. Like, you can already see him thinking. Stan and then there's Collymore? like, uh, Stan Collymore? Yeah. Like, who? Yeah, yeah, she doesn't oh, know. No. I'm going to yeah. say upwards 150 times. It's a bit mental. It's though. only 10 seconds. It, it Let's do the math. <laughs> Rache, do the quick math. 1500 seconds divided by 60. 63. Hold on, let me ask Siri. Hey, Siri. 200 no. minutes. No. 200 minutes. It's only two hours. What's 1500 divided by 60? It's only three hours worth of watching three. that clip. 1,500 divided by 60 is 25. 25 minutes of watching that clip. Okay, Alex. That's not three That's hours. That's nothing. That was so off. <laughs> uh, it was a third of an hour. I, I was off by like... Mm. Anyways, um, what's happening next? Yes, uh, so yeah, yes. Sané is doing very well under Pep. I think oh. you know the Sané-Sterling combination is very good for them. I mean, obviously they're winning games 3-0, 4-0, whatever. They're still about, I think, four, four points behind Liverpool. Looking for top spot. If Liverpool slip up, I really do think City are going to come in and, and take this title race in their hands. All right. Uh, Huddersfield, very briefly, uh, obviously they parted ways with David Wagner the other day. They have gone German again and appointed Jan Sievert. So we'll see. Who is he? Uh, he was Dortmund's under-23 manager. Oh. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> Under-23 points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's where I was feeling I'm going to finish him. Anyways, that was um, a cavernous joke. Yeah. United beat Brighton 2 um, 1 to continue their marauding 
performance up the table. They do Absolutely. have the best attack and defense since of all the teams since Solskjaer took over. Yeah, uh, yeah. they played nobody. No. Uh, yeah, it's a remarkable turn of events. I mean, Mourinho would have probably lost at least three of these games and drawn the other four. Right. But Solskjaer has been good. A lot of smiles around the club, yada, yada. Um, Pogba stepping up. Pogba stepping up, as well as Rashford. I think Rashford has been fantastic during this period. He scored a goal. And I think, so towards the end of this game, he got a foul from, uh, I think there was the Brighton right back. Mm. And you could just see, if you're watching this game without commentary, that Rashford was actually bothered by it. He was talking to the referee. He tried fouling the guy back and he right. got a yellow card. He, he's up for it. Oh, and after the game in the post-match interview, Rashford was... Was almost in tears. You can tell he's he's so frustrated with that with that tackling that he was about to cry or he, he had more. been crying. Right. Yeah. You can tell he's he's really into this. Is Martial gonna step up or what's going on? Uh, valid question. Uh, I, I obviously Martial will step up at some point. Okay. I think they're still ironing out his contract details right now, but it's very rumored. I mean, the, the rumor is that it's going. It's a done deal. I want to see Alexis. I want to see Solskjaer try and bring Alexis back in because Alexis. No, all the jokes aside, is an incredibly, incredibly talented player. And I think Solskjaer, one of his biggest achievements could be bringing Alexis back into the fold of his team in the next six months. That's that's one point, yes. Alexis will come back. You know, I think it's a bit of injury questions, uh, recovery issues right now, which it always has been because he loves to play even after he's been hit by a missile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think uh, Solskjaer's biggest job would be to fix Lukaku right now. Hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean it's literally a big job, and <laughs> and figuratively. But here's the thing: how is he going to do that? If if Rashford continues play. playing this well, you can't drop him, and he's your number nine. So it's hard to fix Lukaku in like the cup games or like one out of every three or four games. So it would be a massive achievement if he manages yeah. to do it on the training ground. I will repeat as I repeat every single pod, every blah, blah, blah. Lukaku cannot be here next season. He is not United caliber. You don't care about Lukaku for the next six months. Let him rot, let him do his thing. And in six months, you need to sell him and then go after a world-class striker in a Harry Kane and a, I don't care who, but Lukaku is not the solution. Don't waste time trying to fix it. The problem with that, though, is that A... United need a backup striker. So if he's willing backup to back up dancer, if he's willing to be that, then fine, right? right. Leave him where he is. The other problem is they paid seventy-five million for him. What two seasons ago? Pennies for United, yeah. mate. And if you sell him now, the elite teams will not take him now because they've seen he does, he's not at that level. Told you, go back to Chelsea. So hey, um, <laughs> so and it's too late for that because Chelsea will spend a lot of money on Higuain or whatever. But. You, you, who can you yeah. sell him to? Who's going to pay this money for Lukaku now? Well, that's a good point you bring up. And Spurs, when they lose Kane? No. I mean, yeah, like it's hard to sell Lukaku on for a fair, justifiable price tag right now. But at the same time, I don't think that United are the club to simply give up on a player. We've Agreed. seen that, I mean, they brought, you know, Rossi, Valentino Rossi back. Valentino? Valentino. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's the motorcycle, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Giuseppe Rossi is back at the club just training, trying to give him a good start, you know. Uh, and the club actually gives a chance to its players, and I think Lukaku has been out of form under Mourinho, toxic environment, and I think that they will give him a chance. There's plenty of games to go in the season, Champions that's, League, FA Cup, um, the title run-in. That's fair. There's a job to be done, and yeah, everyone has a The title run-in? Uh, sorry, the top the four. The league run-in. The top four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I like, mean, whoa. I mean, they're three points out the top four, so, I mean, the phenomenal achievement so far in the Solskjaer. If Solskjaer finishes top four, that is beast. Yep. That yeah, is beast. A, Absolutely beast. Uh, before we move on, I want to talk about Rashford's finish. It's brilliant. Which one? That, with the goal. He had a really good finish last week as well. No. Against no, your boys. No, no. Nothing Found is them. like this one. This one <laughs> was phenomenal. 
This one was, he had no right to stick it into that top corner. Falling over, the defender seemingly positioning himself perfectly to, to cut off the angle. It was a brilliant finish. And, yeah. you know, I'm not, a, the, I wasn't at least the biggest fan of, of um, Rashford. I just feel, I don't know, I don't feel he's going to make it. I feel there's the Martials of this world are just a bit better. But, you know, if he keeps going like this, then yeah. he's going to prove me wrong. And, and that's to, fine. To, to be fair, this is a remarkable hot streak. I mean, not, not only is... I mean, I'm trying to take my United bias out of it. Yeah. If you watch Rashford under Solskjaer, he's a new player. He's a different player. He's so focused. It's true. And, and having that pace as that striker is so useful. Like, with Lukaku up there, he moves right to left. And he's like your target man. He strafes. Yeah, yeah, he strafes. <laughs> yeah. But Rashford, like, if he comes, if he shows short for the ball and brings a defender with him, and then they just stick it over the top, he's gone. No one's yeah. catching Rashford. Yeah. So it gives you a whole different dynamic. In, while we're talking about goals, Pogba, another penalty, another stupid run up, but he scored it. It was a he, very good penalty. To be fair, he got the penalty as well. Like yeah. he got it himself. So he deserved that. Yeah. I just wish he'd abandoned that yeah. run up. The run up. It's a, it, it is a bit annoying. His eighth goal of the season, which matches his highest goal tally ever. At Juventus, well, his two best seasons, eight goals. Pogba has never been a goal scorer. Like when people like like trying to make compilations, he was coming back to United. It's like somehow he's trying to find goals because he had that amazing volley against Liverpool, against for Juventus. But he wasn't really known for goal scoring. Like that just wasn't his thing. And now yeah. when he's here, people want to judge him on goals. But I want to judge him on controlling tempos of the game, on being a box to box, on influencing the game, on being that kind of. I mean, I know Yaya Toure kind of had that one crazy season stat-wise, but other than that season, yeah. he still did so much on the field that he didn't care about him scoring goals. Yeah, that's actually a very good point you bring up, and I think that this will be an ongoing debate throughout Pogba's career, whether or not he's ever going to be the complete player. Because I think that he's always had that bit of raw talent we saw it at Juventus. Every now and again, he'd score a screamer. And now at Juventus, he's ha- I mean, sorry, at United now, he's having a bit of a hot patch uh, reborn against, against, against Solskjaer. But yes, you do bring out the point of can he control the game for 90 minutes? And yeah. I have noticed that he does get fatigued in the second half for the last 30 minutes. He's also not interested, I think, in that controlling no. kind of thing. He wants to play in the box. He wants to be the guy up top. So he almost needs the two guys behind him. He's more of a number yeah. 10 than a box-to-box. But I always thought of him as a box-to-box player controlling the whole game. Uh, yeah, I agree. The thing is, it's weird. At United, he does seem to lack a bit of that discipline. Whereas... His whole World Cup was about him and Kante sitting there in the middle of the, right. of the 4-4-2 for France and, and holding them midfield. Well, so with Kante, it's, it's, it's almost like it's three midfielders yeah. instead of two. <laughs> That's true. Sure. That's true. Um, I think that... I mean, other scores very quickly. We're not going to really... Oh, the Wolves-Leicester game was phenomenal. Unbelievable it game. Was, uh, yeah, it was back and forth. It was crazy. Fun fact. Uh, uh, what's his face? The manager for... Espirito Santo? Yes. He the got ship. sent off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was actually banned or given a fine. But yes. Because yeah, he joined in the dog pile with his yeah. players. At like this an point, absolute movement. Klopp would be banned from the league if he would, yeah, <laughs> if he would get true. one. For retrospective. Bournemouth beat West Ham 2-0. No one cares. Wilson, Wilson is back though. Sure. On the score sheet from his injury. Well, West Ham are trying to buy him, but I don't know why he'd go there. If <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can Bournemouth him. only win a game at home? <laughs> yeah, that might be they, true. they get plastered on the road. <laughs> I mean, don't, count, don't cast aspersions, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Newcastle beat Cardiff 3 0. Big Rafa Benitez. Massive result for Newcastle. Southampton beat Everton 2 1. I quite like this. Southampton are doing very well under Hazen Huddle. Unbelievable run. Beating Arsenal to start off his reign yep. and then picking up points. They look comfortable now all of a sudden. It's insane. He's turned Bednarek into a good yeah. centre back and Vestergaard has turned oh, into the monster he is, that he is. Is he a greater manager than Solskjaer? 
Alex says yes. He's done as good a job. Has he? Two wins? Well, first off, <laughs> he did a brilliant job at, at wherever he was before. He has Leipzig. more credentials uh, yes. than Solskjaer to take a job. Way That's more credentials. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then Watford, nil-nil hmm. against Burnley. Horrendous game. Is there anything to say about this? Literally nothing. It was very bad. It was very hard. Rumor has it that not even people in Watford or Burnley were watching this game. No. Fair. I, uh, neither was the management staff. N- nobody. Even there's no one <laughs> the, on the bench. The medical team were at home. Yeah. No, Dyches in the did pub. Did the game actually take place? Was the referee even there? Yeah. If Watford Burnley falls in the forest but no one's around to hear it, does it happen? Was it on match of the day? All right, let's do Momo of the week. Yes. I, I do Momo. <laughs> one thing we are no sha Momo no fit sleep forever. One day Momo go wake up. Moomoo of the week time now, and Mohaned, I believe you have some moomoos for us. Yes, I mean, the reason I usually have the moomoos is because I am endlessly on Twitter, right. scrolling through, like, the black hole of the internet. <laughs> the um, dark web. Yeah, so, you know how you talked about Huddersfield hiring a new manager? Yeah. So there was a brilliant uh, clip on Sky Sports during the game, when they were managerless. Um, the Sky Sports reporter, in the stands, <laughs> made his way through to some random bloke sitting next to his wife, and literally asked him... If he's the next Huddersfield manager watching the game because he looked similar to him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, 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 he yeah. literally walked up to him and you can see the conversation, the guy going, No, no, and just like laughing it off. Was he sitting anywhere near the manager's area? No, he was just kind of they thought maybe he's there to oh, watch the right, first right, right. game. Yeah. yeah. And it was quite funny because you could see sheepishly sheepishly the uh, the reporter kind of like backtracking <laughs> going I'm so sorry and the other guy and his wife were just like laughing it off it was hilarious I That's bet they're great. still going around town telling all of their friends that this happened That's their story now I yeah. don't know why he didn't go yeah sure For the rest of their yeah. lives Let's That's do it. an interview yeah. He really should have Yeah um, The other one I have is so this um, I kind of I actually don't know who the team is but basically I think it was in the championship and the team was celebrating after they scored a penalty mm. they were celebrating and they all went into the huddle near the home fans in the corner and whatnot. And people like kind of stormed the field a little bit. And this fan, you could see it. So they're all celebrating. And this fan comes running off from off camera as fast <laughs> as he can on the grass. And just as he's about to join the huddle of the players, instead slips yeah. foot up, like cleats or whatever, into the players' balls. <laughs> Yes. The guy who scored, yeah. and he's on the ground. Why is he like, wearing cleats? An accidental bullseye. And oh. then the player goes down, of and course. the player's completely oh, so knocked out. I'm watching him and the huddle keeps going, oh. and the fan joins the huddle. I mean, if anyone needs a magic sponge. Oh, we will put it on our Twitter, and he's in pain. Like, he 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 leaves the celebrations, <laughs> and he's on the floor. He wasn't expecting it. Oh, man, it was hilarious. That <laughs> uh, is too much. That's my two moments. <laughs> it's All a right. running Oh, it was, actually, it was actually Bielik. It was a running was slide tackle yeah. from at least Arsenal. 30 yards. Yeah. Christoph Bielik? Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine that happening to you? I, I do not wish like it. Like you're just walking around and then someone takes a 30-yard running start slide into you. Well, it's hard not to imagine now. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. He probably feels it too. There's probably a mark. Let's take a break. I do Momo. One thing we are no sha. Momo no fit sleep forever. One day Momo go wake up. All right, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Barcelona now. Um, a, because uh, Messi saved the game for them against Don't ruin some it. farming team. And, no. you, and you want to oh. praise him to okay. the heavens. And B, because they just signed Kevin Prince Boateng. And we have to talk about that. One of them at a time. First of all, Leganes. Oh. At, at mm. home. Mm. Barcelona, without Messi, couldn't even beat... Le- like, the guy tries to take a break. 
They try and give him a break and thought, you know what? It's Leganes. We're going to cruise through this. We've got a Suarez, a Coutinho, a Dembele on the field. We're going to kill it. Instead, they needed Messi in the 70th minute to come on at 1-1, provide an assist and a goal. You've still given him 70 minutes of rest. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's put a bullet point on the assist because I think Suarez kicked the goalkeeper in the head. Wow. To, yeah. he, he like went through the goalkeeper to get this goal. I'm really surprised VAR let that stand because he yeah. kicked his hand. He kicked my dog. He kicked his hand. <laughs> kicked my dog. <laughs> he kicked his hand, but then he kicked the ball into the goal. But Messi's first shot. That was shot, a foul. It was a great save by the keeper off Messi's shot. Though. Yes. Ooh. Yes, yes. That was a total foul, by the way. I so think it, it was a conspiracy. Like, they brought on Messi, and then, you know, the La Liga committee was like, okay, we have to, like, find a way to engineer three points for Barcelona. True, because sure. Messi's not good enough to do it himself. Yeah, clearly. And to engineer more three points in their future, they signed Kevin Prince Boateng. Right. Is this money laundering? <laughs> what is this? This is to replace Dennis Suarez. You, you, they don't need to replace Dennis Suarez. They never played Dennis Suarez. They already have youngsters. They've got Alenia. They've got, Who? you know, Carlos Alenia. Who? You'll know about him soon. Who? He's very good. Exactly. Anyway, they've Get got, the dogs up. They, <laughs> <laughs> they've got players. Like they don't need to replace Dennis Suarez. Right. I, I'm in favor of this. Don't get me wrong. Kevin Prince Boateng is a lot of fun. How many three-barrel names do you have though? What's the they chance doing? to sign? Kevin Prince Boateng. Ashley Maitland Niles. Yeah. Emil Smith Rowe. Yes. I'll still have a lot of them to be fair. Yeah. Alex Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah. Good one. Uh, the other guy that uh, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips yes Sean Wright Phillips uh, Trent Alexander Arnold there we go Trent yeah yeah. yeah. who yeah. else that's a lot of them eh? the Wright Phillipses mm. yeah, the oh Wright Callum Hudson-Odoi oh yes Arsenal have another right back something oh, Desmond the, Tutu the, the Kyle Chelsea, Walker-Peters yeah. yes the Chelsea midfielder who kind of is young comes Ruben on Ruben Loftus-Cheek there we go yes. well there's a lot of these yeah mostly English well, yes, well, because it's like kind of from the shires. Yeah, you're not getting it. You're not getting it in like Italy. Juan, like, those Catholic families are yeah. messing around with. Yeah. Juan Roman, Raquel, me kind of. Sometimes we I say think it Roman is his middle name. It's almost but like we, a Jean Pierre, you know. But we do say it like quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you but need the hyphen. It's true, true. Yeah. Anyways, this was a great. Um, Mahana, you have six names yourself. I do, but they're not, you know, they're not hyphenated. Mahana, Hisham, Ahmad, Mishmash. I know, I know this. Mahana, Hisham, El Sayed, Mohanad Kaya. Close. Wow. Not bad. Um, when customs ask you what your name you don't say that. <laughs> Morata might also be joining Barcelona. He's um, No, he's joining Atleti. Barcelona. <laughs> sorry, sorry. He's joining Atleti. There's a merry-go-round of like Higuain to Chelsea, yeah. Morata to Atleti. And Batshuayi to somewhere. Yes. yes. I feel so sorry for Batshuayi. His career has just been railroaded He's by not Chelsea. marketable. I, again, with your like marketing branding yeah. team. He does, he does himself a lot of marketing on social media. True. He's it, Batman. Uh, yeah, I think this brings up the point of Lukaku then. So if United were to cast away Lukaku like Chelsea cast away Batshuayi, it would probably be a similar sad story for his career. I sure. don't think it would be quite this bad because his goal record is To be fair, Lukaku was a level good. above Batshuayi yeah. like before at least this whole United thing. Like but Lukaku was... You, you, do know, you kind of do feel like Batshuayi is going to get a break. Some manager is going to come into a team he's going to say, you know, who can I get and I can get Batshuayi well, on the cheap? If, okay. he th- if he thinks, well, yeah. Omri is trying to get him in at Monaco. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, but so Batshuayi next season will be playing in League 2. Exactly. That's great. With Fabregas. Uh-huh. Um, but... But let's talk about uh, Morata for a second, because this to me is absolutely fascinating. Diego Simeone is notoriously one of the hardest people to play for. He's extremely demanding mentally, physically. Um, A lot of players join Atleti and they are sick. Like the training sessions make them sick the first three months. And Morata is mentally weak. Yeah. And doesn't step up to the plate. Right. And has horrendous Instagram videos with his wife. All of those things. So the thing is here, Simeone 
I think, will either make him or completely and utterly destroy him. Or just leave Atleti next season. Simeone? Yeah. He just signed an extension. Why? Because he has everything he wants. Go do something else. I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, he, he's... Right to him. He, yeah. <laughs> Dear Diego. <Yeah. laughs> Hola, That's Diego. Sound, I think you should try a new adventure. Sounds a bit like Harry Redknapp. I'm not inviting him to the, the whatever celebrity get me out of here. Um, um, I just, yeah, I, I just think either he'll make him or break him, but it might help that he will not be the main striker. So Costa's what? Costa's still there, and then Griezmann is there as well. So the pressure won't all be on him, and I think that's what he clearly needs. The problem needs. is, even, even if for whatever reason Simeone decides to like cuddle his new striker, you know Diego Simeone is going to break him mentally. That's what I mean. Like, Which it, is it, good Sorry, sorry. Diego Costa is going to break him mentally. Oh, well, that like, too. Even oh. if, even, the minute he feels slightly threatened, Diego Costa is going to go all out, and Morata is not going to want to be anywhere near that's Diego Costa. That's probably true. It, yeah, they're completely different. They're on the opposite ends of range when it comes to mental <laughs> Morata is such a beta that he's probably just going to be like, you know what, Costa? Before you even start, let me just sit on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit right. I'm going to let you finish, yeah. but I'm going to sit right here. Yeah. The, problem, you- <laughs> the problem with that is Diego I, Costa is scoring goals. sitting down. That's what he's going to tell him. Great. To be fair, it's more hygienic. Okay. Uh, Madrid, anything about Madrid? No, right? Nothing. Uh, no, no, they, no. They no won 2-0 this week. Casemiro hit a rocket. Mm. In the 77th minute, and the, the whole stadium celebrated like they won the league. Did he also eat a pie? Uh, well, who knows if someone threw, threw one and it landed in his mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All, right. But yeah. All right. We clearly don't yeah, know what happened in this game. No, in right? no, the 77th minute, this, it was still a nil-nil. Casemiro had to hit this long-range howitzer. Had to. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, there was a yeah. sniper going, this is your moment or you're going to die. Yeah, you, can, you can tell that the Madrid fans, there was a lot of pressure relieved when he hit this yeah. goal. Sure. Um, and you know, if he hadn't hit this, they would have gone into the 80th minute, the 90th minute, nil-nil. The Madrid fans were teetering on racism. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so he, he sensed the crowd was edging yeah. and he thought, I'd better score this. Yeah, they're like, you haven't been here as long as Marcelo, kid. You know? Anyway, that's about right. Yeah, uh, with with Real, it's just like week to week. It's like is Solari still here? Yeah, okay. sure. For another um, week. Let's tell everybody about our quiz before we leave. Yes, the Under the Cosh Football Trivia Night, sponsored by Open Sports, hosted by Opera Bobs. There will be some Canadian Premier League involvement. Uh, I don't just mean questions. Uh, more on that later. February 13th, Opera Bobs. The um, registration link is our pinned tweet, so go and check it out. There aren't that many spots left, so get there quickly. The questions are looking great. The questions are so good. Fantastic. I want to be on the other side. I know. All right. You should. Yeah. Maybe I'll try. <laughs> you, can take, you can take a month off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's going to be a fantastic experience. It is also before Valentine's Day. Yeah. So if you haven't got your gift yet, you can find all of us there who can make can, recommendations. If you haven't got your gift yet, you can win come, a gift. Win the cash or a prize. Give that to your significant yeah. other. And if you don't win anything, get her a pint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the Kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Koshcast.